time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Thursday, June 25th, 2020. Really appreciate uh, Bill Barnes being on our program yesterday. If you did not get a chance to listen to him, he's always entertaining, uh, you know, very, uh, very rough around the edges at times, but we love him. He is here every single Wednesday on his, on his weekly segment, the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. He's been with us for a long time now, a few months. I can't believe where the show has gone. You know, this whole thing just started with me uh, kind of looking up what it took to make a podcast and then talking my first episode just into my phone one day while in a parking lot and then uh, just just building the the podcast from within with Anchor and then the pandemic hit and it was like, well, let's try to do this. Uh, a short episode every day because we have the time and then started bringing guests on the whole evolution of it all has really uh, just, man, it's gone. It's, I can't believe it's at where it's at today. I'm excited for a lot more things. Uh, I think there's a lot of possibilities with this thing. And if nothing else, again, it's an opportunity to get in front of a mic every day and talk about a few things that, that I find important or just random thoughts I have that, that go through my head. And uh, it's been so much fun. I can't say it enough to interview a lot of different people uh, to see where everyone has gone in their life. Uh, I'm a 35-year-old, not-so-young man anymore. And, and there's a few things in doing this that I have really uh, gained from it, uh, not only catching up with friends and hearing from a lot of different perspectives, but with everything that's going on in the world now and uh, just just seeing and hearing where people have gone and their stories, it's really motivated me to look forward. Uh, and, and let me explain. There have been situations in my life where I wasn't sure about the next step. I've always been hesitant. You know, I, I graduated Rio Hondo Prep. Wasn't it was a little kind of on edge, wasn't sure what to do. I'm, 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 all I cared about was playing sports. And then, uh, you know, you get into college, you start coaching and you that's kind of your focus. Um, at least that was mine. Got through college, ended up, you know, leaving uh, Care Youth League and, and Rio Hondo, just leaving and stepping out from that uh, at a time in my life where I wasn't sure, again, the direction to go. And I ended up going to umpire school, professional baseball umpire school in the uh, January of 2009. Uh, just the way things play out sometimes, it, it was odd. And, and I'll be honest, I was I was scared to that. I was a little concerned my first day of college, concerned my first day of umpire school, uh, concerned when I stopped working in the minor leagues and started working again in uh, college baseball. Every job or every step I've taken in my life, there, there's there's been a little bit of uh, – uh, what do you say? Being hesitant, I guess. Just quite a, not quite sure of myself. And I, I guess that's just life. Life is about taking another step. Okay, what direction now? Which road now? And I think early on, I was really worried about some of those things. But I'm at a point now, I umpired college baseball a long time. I officiated uh, local high school uh, basketball and high school and college football. I, I've worked in uh, for various uh, outlets, whether it be Fox Studios with football or uh, replay for basketball or working for the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes up in the press box doing a minor league baseball, uh, you know, stat crew type of thing. I've done all these little things that I wasn't always sure how they were going to, the beginning of them was going to go. But I kind of look back now and that's kind of motivation for myself to like, okay, what's next? What's the next step here? Uh, you hear about a lot of guests saying they either moved to another city or, you know, they, they had a job opportunity or the, or their significant other, there was a connection there. So one benefit to hearing all these stories for me is that it has it definitely motivated me to, to look forward and, and here in the next month or so, you know, just as far as different job applications and everything, since everyone's kind of been out of work with this, all this, uh, 
you know, COVID thing. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm ready for some new challenges. I don't know what they're going to be, guys. I, I just, again, I'm sitting here kind of venting to you guys. Uh, but uh, it, it's, I don't know. I, I'm ready for some changes. I'm not sure what they are yet. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm keeping an open mind. I'm ready for kind of new chapters in my life. I, I've always officiated. I've uh, been doing that since, you know, getting out of coaching. I mean, technically over 12 years. And I don't know. I'm not saying that that needs to go away. I, I enjoy doing it. I only do college baseball now, but you know what? There was a time when I was afraid to kind of step away from the things that I was comfortable doing. And that's another thing this podcast has given me is, is it's shown me that uh, talking in front of people was never something I enjoyed, never a strength of mine. I was always so shy and so uh, just stage fright, all this and that. And this is a little different. The fact that it's a microphone and I could pause and, you know, edit anytime I want, but it's definitely given me a little bit of confidence also into uh, looking forward into new chapters in my life. So that is kind of where I'm at. Uh, I will keep you guys updated with all these things, Um, but I'm excited. Again, I don't know what I'm excited about, but I'm excited to look forward to uh, maybe try some new things as I've done here the past month with a few months with a podcast and, and just, I don't know, Sky is the limit. The sky is the limit. I think we all control uh, our own destiny somewhat as long as we uh, put our best foot forward. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm going to try to keep an open mind and, and, you know, look forward, look out there to see, you know, what's available. What are some things that maybe I would be a little hesitant in, in getting in, uh, but I would probably enjoy after I get situated, much like most of the things I've gotten into officiating, or um, game game operations, whatever it may be, I was always a little hesitant, as I said. But once I got my feet wet, uh, things usually worked out. So for me, that's what I'm looking forward and and, and you, trying to put my best foot forward and, and having talked to everybody on this program. I think that is it's motivated me a lot. So that is what I'm looking forward to most. Um, like I said. Taking that first step, I think, and just having the right attitude is is extremely important. And I'm going to try not to get bogged down by specifics or anything, but I'm going to just keep an open mind. And that's where I'm at on this uh, this Thursday. Just uh, I have a yeah, I'm looking forward and 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 can't wait for for the next chapters of my life, whatever they may be. I know God's in charge, and uh, you know He He directs our paths at all times. Uh, I mean, we got to give our best effort, of course, but I think, uh, you know, everything happens for a reason. My mom always said that, and I hated it so much. <laughs> so uh, we'll see what happens, but uh, that's kind of my outlook this morning on uh, on a Thursday, guys. So I thought I'd share that with you. Um, we have a great guest today. Shane Munoz was in a band with my girlfriend, Valerie. She They were in the Angry Bryants together for a short time. Um she is a great singer. She's been involved in music a long time. She lives up in Bakersfield. Uh, we'll touch on all that in the interview. Uh, trust me, you'll, you'll enjoy the interview, if you're, especially if you're into music. Uh, she'll, she'll talk about that, that whole, like, kind of what I mentioned, stage fright, and how, you know, there's ways to kind of combat that. You know, alter egos and, and flipping a switch and, and, and those kind of things. Those things have helped me, too, in, uh, in my career as well as not not necessarily performing for other people but performing a job in front of large crowds where if you do mess up you know you're going to hear about it uh, and not be not be cheered as often as musical performers are so anyway Shay has a great uh, positive vibe to her she's a uh, full of energy her and her fiance Jared will be moving to Nashville uh, very soon so we're going to talk about that uh, he is a tattoo artist who works um, in Nashville for a few weeks at a time and then is coming back to Southern California to see that that was kind of their relationship. And now they have both uh, they're going to be making the full time move to Nashville. So I couldn't be more happy for them. Um, and, and Shay Shay will definitely be around good music when she's in Nashville. And we'll talk about that, too, if she's going to get into uh, m- more music there. Um, you might as well, right? <laughs> when you're in a, the hotbed of, uh, of all music, really, but a lot of country music and just, anyway, there's, there's plenty to talk about. I can't wait for you guys to hear her. She's uh, got a lot of energy. She's a lot of fun. I know Valerie uh, just loves her, to, loves her so much and they're really good friends. It's been fun to see their friendship grow the past uh, couple years, having interacted uh, in music together that they, they don't perform anything together currently. 
But uh, anytime they get together, it's like uh, they picked up right where they left off. So uh, looking forward to uh, having you guys hear this. I know Valerie's excited also. Um, she might even, uh, you know, stick her head in for a, a guest appearance. She actually does for a couple seconds. Talk to Shay a little bit. So anyway, guys, uh, let's take a quick break. Then we'll get right to the interview with Shay Munoz. Sit back and enjoy. Okay, joining me today is Shay Munoz. She lives up in Bakersfield, California. She is a singer. She's a former bandmate of my, uh, with my girlfriend, uh, Valerie Burns. Uh, I met Shay when J- when uh, Val was working in a band called the Angry Bryans. I met, uh, it was a pleasure to meet her. We've hung out a few different times. Outside of Valerie, who kind of has the inside track being my girlfriend at all, to be the first female guest on the program, uh, I want to say Shay is the she's the second female on the program, but uh, the first, uh, <laughs> technically the first, if we're really uh, if we're really being honest. So Shay Munoz, welcome to the program. Thank you. What an honor. How exciting. Um, good to be the, uh, and of course, Valerie always takes the hat. So I'll, I'll, I'll be the second one. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, Shay, I got to tell you, uh, when, when you were both on stage, both of you guys, uh, she was playing the bagpipes and, and you were singing and you guys were rocking out. I got to tell you, as a uh, as a proud boyfriend, I was like, man, these these two ladies are stealing the show. I, I didn't you know, some of the dudes uh, who were playing, they hey, they were doing a great job. But but you know what? If we're being honest, I think most of the men in the audience were, were pretty happy with the, the performance of you and Val up there. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> have you know that that bond off the stage and and on the stage it's it's pretty fun when you have that chemistry and it definitely shows on stage too that was one of the funnest things I've ever done it was total rock and roll girl power at its finest and I loved every minute of it and for me that's a big thing because I get a lot of anxiety but Valerie really helped me to get into the shows because she would just rock out and I'm like, Oh, I want some of that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to join you. <laughs> well, well, Shay, if I'm being honest, you know, uh, I echo that statement because I carry a lot of anxiety just in my daily life and Valerie's there with me all the way. So I totally get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. She's pretty awesome. I bump elbows with her all the time and get some of that juju. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, well, Shay, you have a lot of experience as a singer. You've, You've been involved in a couple different bands and groups. And, you know, we mentioned the Angry Bryans. That was a, a short time you and Val were together uh, in that yeah. band. Everyone kind of went their separate ways. And that's just the way uh, the music industry works sometimes. But but what can you tell me about uh, just just your start in singing and, and how, how you became into be so involved in music? I mean, you, you grew up in Bakersfield, California. And, and I know not many people think of Bakersfield uh, as this uh, you know, music hotbed, but it actually is. So that had to have some, 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 uh, big inspiration to you while you were growing up, right? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. And that was one of the things I was going to bring up. Uh, Bakersfield is known. I mean, even we were recognized in Nashville, Tennessee at the country music hall of fame, you know, they featured, the Bakersfield sound, which is the the honky tonk sound that was developed in our, our local honky tonk bars, like back in the day, you know, we've got Merle Haggard, Buck Owens and those, you know, and I don't know, everybody knows who Merle Haggard is, but I don't know if you know who Buck Owens is or not, but he um, co-hosted Hee Haw back in the day from like 1969 to 1986. I think those are, I, I looked up the dates, but Um, so we had some big names out of here, even in high school, everybody knew, you know, Buck Owens, Merle Haggard, Buck Owens, Merle Haggard. So, um, it was always exciting to me. And I looked up vintage country singers because of Buck Owens. So, uh, Patsy Cline, you know, I, I started listening to her. My grandma showed me her, her record when I was really young, probably, not even maybe a freshman in high school. And I thought, wow, 
Patsy Cline, this woman has soul. She's she's honky tonk. She's she's got she's got it all. And I said, I want I want some of that. So <laughs> in high school, in high school, you know, I was in choir, and we did this this jazz coffee house is what they used to call it. So we got to pick artists to sing. And, you know, I, I picked some Patsy Cline music and they were like, wow, okay, you know, that's vintage, that's cool. And from there, I just absolutely fell in love with music and vintage music. Oh, that's fantastic. And, and, you know, there's a lot of music fans out there, but in general, people fall in love with music, either listening to a record or CD or, uh, but you had a real hands-on approach. You fell in love with it and were then able to dive into it, being in the choir and, and, you know, the other avenues, uh, as far as your music went, I mean, did you, did you make plans like, okay, I want to continue to pursue this right after high school or kind of what was the transition from being, uh, you know, just one of many people in a choir in high school to then uh, going forward and, and, uh, you know, being involved in some smaller bands and smaller groups and uh, maybe some, some individual work even. Yeah, it, it's funny. It's, it's kind of deeper than that because I did musical theater and stuff too. I was a total drama nerd, total <laughs> music nerd, and it was so much fun. But when I did it, then I was with like a group of people. So I was never really front stage, <laughs> but I knew that I had a passion for it. And I used to go out and audition for bands and I would fail miserably because of anxiety and I was so stressed out I'm like ah so I finally after a year and auditioning for like four or five bands and not getting it decided you know what why am I auditioning I can just start my own band and hire myself (laughs) (laughs) and that's how Stella and the Steel Cats came about and it was all vintage jazz blues swing rockabilly uh that was a lot of fun (laughs) well tell us a little bit more about about that group because Valerie showed me some uh YouTube videos and such of you guys and and yeah you, you got all dolled up uh uh, it was uh, vintage. Uh, what did you say? The night, like nineteen twenties, maybe, or uh, just 20s, just paint. 30s. Yeah, paint a picture for the mm-hmm. audience. Sure. So, I I just like the nostalgia part of the the aspect of the songs and stuff. So I was like, I want to bring that to what I do. You know, if you looked back at Eartha Kitt back in the day. Rosemary Clooney, all these amazing, like, you know, sex pots for back in their day, they really were, they, they wore the dresses and the, the flower and the hair, and they had this sultry little kind of bad girl way about them. And for some reason, I loved that. And I related because I could definitely become a character. So I became Stella and Stella was a femme fatale. <laughs> and a lot of the the songs I picked were these femme fatale, very naughty for the time songs, you know, making whoopee and, you know, uh, almost every song Eartha Kitt sang. <laughs> but yeah, it, so it was a lot of fun and people would come to my shows and just especially the older generation they were like what the heck you're bringing back this era of this amazing music and it's it's so much fun and then the younger generation they're like oh I didn't know that music was like this like way back in the day you know so it was really fun people loved it from both sides younger and older and it, it was a lot of fun getting dressed up and and doing all that and becoming Stella so what were the type of venues you guys were playing were you playing at kind of lounges were you just was it on stage because it it was a very unique uh group and just approach that you guys had so kind of tell me about some of some of the gigs and performances you guys would do sure so it just started out you know we started at just playing little bar gigs then it was like okay the restaurants that kind of had the little bit of lounge music um, Fridays and Saturday nights so that people would stay and have fun. Uh, Then it went to, you know, bigger venues like the Padre hotel. And uh, we, I don't know, locally we have this um, 
huge farming company called Bolthouse Farms. They approached us and they were like, we want you to play our Christmas party. And their Christmas party is huge. It was a big deal. We were just like, what? Okay. Uh, Birthday parties, weddings, private gigs. I mean, it just every single weekend we were booked for like two years and uh, stuff during the week. So we just, you know, just got going. And I was surprised to see us pick up that fast. But, you know, the Bakersfield Californian did a, a couple of articles on us as well. And people just started to, to say, oh, hey, wow, okay, let's go check this out. Well, well it was definitely a unique uh, approach, you know, very different from kind of the mainstream, what's going on out there at the time. And, and how long, how long did your group, uh, Stella and the Steelcats kind of stay together? Uh, did you, did you guys stay together through the time you were then playing with the Angry Bryans? What was kind of the time frame of everything? Yeah, I, so Stella and Steelcats, we were together probably two and a half years and, you know, we were actually doing really well, but I don't know for the people that are listening that have friends in bands or that have ever been in a band before, it's a lot like having another boyfriend <laughs> or a husband. It's another relationship. So, and if you're in a relationship with like, you know, four or five other people and that can get complicated sometimes. <laughs> so it just got to a point where I was like, I don't know if I'm having fun with this anymore. Only because oh, scheduling and it's, it's just really, it takes a lot of work. People think that being in a band is all fun and games. It is like a second job and it does take a lot of work and a lot of dedication, which I'm ready to do. Not everybody's ready to do that. <laughs> so it's frustrating sometimes. So did you go straight from that into uh, the Angry Brian's or was there another kind of band in between or was there just some some off time there? What was kind of the time frame there before you joined up with Valerie uh, working with the Angry Angry Brian's? Sure. I, you know, after selling Steel Cats, I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to do this again. I don't think singing is for me. Um, even my fiance, he jokes with me. He's like, okay you're not a singer. A singer is someone who just loves to sing. It's their career. It's what they want to do. He's like, you are a person who knows how to sing. <laughs> but they don't like it very much. So there's a difference. So we always joke about that. So I was like, no, not going to do it. Never again. And then uh, the drummer from the Angry Brian's messaged me one day when I was living in Ventura about the Angry Brian's, which used to be called 1916. And I absolutely loved that band. I had seen them perform many a time. So I kind of thought it was a joke, but he was not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wasn't kidding. And they had a, a, a male singer, as you know, for like 10 years before that. So it was also a very scary thing to step into, you know, what Rich was doing. So I, I thought pretty hard and long about it. And you know, I said, you know what? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. And you know, when Valerie came to me and she told me that there was an opportunity to basically be in this uh, Celtic rock band, uh, I was like, oh, really? Yeah. I said, if they want you, go ahead and do it. You don't, you don't, you don't pass up on opportunities that are in front of you. You know, you don't want to have a regret. And, exactly. you know, she that. Yeah. And she then told me, you know, the band is in Bakersfield and I had been there plenty of times. I didn't think much of it, but I will say uh, with her, it was tough commuting there uh, up there a couple times a week. Uh, that definitely took a toll. I mean, you were fortunate that you were in the same city as that band, but unfortunately it just not always, it doesn't always work out. You know, the travel can be tough. Uh, like you mentioned already, people have other jobs going on and other schedules and relationships and, and so it's got to be tough and, and it's probably a reason that a lot of bands don't work out uh, in long term is just there there's a lot of obstacles that, that maybe not everyone knows about absolutely and you know what Valerie really was a trooper though she <laughs> would come down she would show up and still kick ass <laughs> 
so it, that actually encouraged me a lot to put more of myself into our project because I was like, okay, look at Valerie. She's coming all the way down here. And, you know, the music that came out of the Angry Brian's, the old stuff that we did with Rich and the new stuff that we wrote was pretty epic. And mm-hmm. it is pretty sad that, you know, that it didn't work out and that we didn't get into the recording studio to record those, the, those 10 original songs. Cause I have to say, we, 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 we did a good job on writing those new ones. <laughs> I was, I was very impressed the moment she joined the band, even before you got there, I was like, Oh wow, this is a big deal. Like these guys are good. And then when you, you came along, you, you brought a different sound and, and don't get me wrong. Rich, Rich was outstanding. He had a great voice. Uh, but, but you know what, you definitely brought a little different element to it. I remember listening to you guys play at that, uh, that, that cops, uh, benefit at, over in Arcadia at that Santa Anita play, uh, yeah. the you know, um, uh, cigars under the stars, whatever that was. I think that was the first time I saw you guys, uh, with the new, the new look and everything. And, and it was fantastic. I mean, you, you guys, you guys really did the best with what you had and the time you had. And yeah, some of the new songs you guys wrote were, were just incredible. It's like, okay, they, they are really, uh, taking this to the next level. Yeah, by the time, you know, we did Vegas, Fremont Street for St. Patrick's Day, the second time around, I was like, holy cow, like, <laughs> okay, we're, we're gelling now. This is, this is pretty epic. This is pretty amazing. Even our, our band manager, Brian Towers, was just like, okay, this is the sound I've been waiting for. A little bit more harder rock with just a touch of what would be, you know, uh, Celtic sound. Mm -hmm. So we were like, Oh man, we're on our way. This is awesome. We're going to do this. We, we wrote some amazing songs. So it, it it really does make me sad that we had to like bury some of those amazing songs forever and they'll probably never be played again. (laughs) Well, you know, life goes on and, and, you know, there's, that's just how it is sometimes. And, and I want to ask you something, Shay, because you mentioned it kind of as we first started talking. You know, you, if, if people haven't noticed already, you're very uh, outgoing. You're very energetic. Uh, to me, you seem like the life of the party. But, but you said that, you know, you're very, before you go on stage, very, a lot of anxiety, very nervous. So, so, uh where does that come from? I mean, because you could get in front of a room, I'm sure, and talk to a bunch of people, but is it the fact that, that you're singing where it kind of, that comes from within or, or what are your kind of thoughts on that? Sure. People are absolutely shocked when they hear that I have stage fright. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And this is why I think, I definitely create a character just mm-hmm. like with Stella, you know, Stella and still cats uh, with the angry Brian's it was machine gun Shay. Like it was okay. When I go out there, I am going to kick the door in and come out screaming and just take it. Ah, <laughs> I have to create this character, this person. And you hear that a lot. I used to hear that a lot from bigger stars, you know, and say, oh, I don't know what happened. I just went on stage and like knocked it out of the park. I didn't think that that was going to happen, but it's true. You definitely get into a zone and then you just go for it and knock it out. But that being said, I would throw up a lot five (laughs) minutes before I went on stage. (laughs) I, uh, you know what? I, I do understand that. I mean, I, I had a, a handful of musical performances as a, as a kid and, and I was terrified at all times. So that was another thing I saw in you guys. I was like, how in the world do they do this in front of so many people? And then to hear that you have those same feelings, I was like, okay, so, so it is a normal thing, but, but that is interesting that you did have this like alter ego to go on the stage. It'd be just this flipping of a switch. And I totally get that. I, I love uh, symbolism and, and all those kinds of things. Those help me get through a lot of things as well. Just, uh, you know, wh- whether it be 
I'm a very visual person. So sometimes it's me just shuffling different things to make myself feel better before I go do a task, but I totally get the alter ego thing. So yeah, uh, we got, <laughs> we got Stella, we got machine gun Shay. What's your next uh, alter ego. I'm excited to, to hear. Oh my goodness. Well, my, my new alter ego, if, if I were to do it, if that's a big capital I F, <laughs> Um, I really have been obsessed with Americana music for a long time. And what I like about Americana, especially these, um, the female Americana artists is that it's pretty underground kind of, you know, they don't become these mega famous artists, but they have the coolest videos all over YouTube. You know, they, they, they are channeling the vintage Dolly Parton era, like the outfits, the everything, like very cool. Um, same thing though, still has that bad girl kind of edge to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think if I were to do something, I would do something definitely Americana slash vintage country slash a little bit of honky tonk just because being from Bakersfield, California is huge, especially in Nashville. So if I were to go there and actually use my roots to my advantage, I think I could actually get a lot of attention there for that. (laughs) Well, well, it's interesting because you know, uh, Valerie and I actually got to visit you uh, not too long ago. Um, in, in Bakersfield and, and we went out and, and you showed us a lot of underground type places and places that, that had some really good live music. And, and I was somewhat surprised to find out that, yeah, Bakersfield is a pretty good hotbed for some very good sound, some great uh, musicians, has a history. Uh, so, so, yeah, I think you taking advantage of your, your background in Bakersfield specifically uh, will definitely be beneficial. I, I would be very excited to see uh, the direction you, you took that. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. And you know, our, uh, from the angry Brian's and Valerie's worked with Doug to um, Doug Douglas Kirk. I would honestly consider working with him even from afar to write songs I always have songs in my head. Him and I wrote a lot of the songs for the Angry Brands, the new ones. We did the lyrics and like the melodies and stuff. So him and I work really well together. So I've kind of tossed the idea around, even if him and I did like a songwriter thing, I think that would be so much fun. And I would definitely, you know, look to do that with Douglas. So Doug, Kirk, if you are listening, (laughs) we need a collab, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a great guy and and a very talented musician himself. Uh, You know, it's crazy the people you run across uh, in the music world, uh, just the different relationships and such. And, you know, Shay, you've mentioned Nashville uh, a little bit. And, you know, your fiance, Jared, has been working in Nashville and you guys have had kind of a long distance relationship here with the, you know, Bakersfield to Nashville for a while. But, uh, you know, you have told us that you're going to be moving to Nashville here very soon. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on not only moving to Nashville, but going from uh, one, one music hotbed to probably the, the top music hotbed in the entire country? I know. Oh my gosh. And you know what, if speaking of my fiance, if anybody goes to Nashville and wants to get an awesome tattoo, he has been working at Nashville Inc. in the famous printers alley. So he's been, um, since we've been together, he's been there every other month working and we've done really well. So we want to buy some land, uh, and a home just, just outside Nashville. So we're thinking, you know, 30, 35 minutes outside Nashville. So um, we're definitely going to do that. But I wanted to, to, to touch on something real quick too. We're not just a hotbed for Bakersfield for, you know, honky tonk and country music. We have a lot of other big names that have come out of here. I don't know if you're an alternative rock guy or not, but Corn, mm-hmm. Adima. Mm-hmm. LAPD, Cradle of Thorns, Sex Art. I mean, these are alternative rock and roll bands that are just amazing. Uh, 
even Ryan Shuck, he was the guitar player for Orgy, and he has another band going on right now in LA. He's so we just have a lot of amazing artists that are that are out of Bakersfield. So it's not just country. We are a huge alternative rock um, a scene down here as well. Definitely. Um, everybody, you have to go to Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This, I mean, Tennessee is amazing. Let's just, you know, they call, they call tennis or Nashville, Nash Vegas, because the strip kind of <laughs> reminds you the main street of a little bit of Las Vegas, but every bar, you know, is playing country music or whatever, but just on the outskirts of town, there are amazing it's the nature there is beautiful it's green it's lush you would not expect that um you know we're looking at properties for about two hundred thousand, and we're able to get an acre to like 10 acres of land and a decent cool house i mean <laughs> where can you find that at uh, you know so come and get it while it lasts before you know all the prices start start skyrocketing and people realize what's going on over there in tennessee <laughs> <laughs> i've heard nothing but good things about nashville i've been there one time but i was i was pretty young i definitely haven't been there as an adult and i would really like to get out there i know valerie has already told me hey when shay and jared get settled out there uh we're definitely taking a trip I said, no argument here. I love music. I love the city of Nashville. Good people out there. Uh, yeah, like you said, I've heard nothing but, but bad things. Um, just, just a great uh, town for music and, and all kinds of other things, uh, really. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just even, you know, an hour and a half outside of Nashville are the most epic waterfalls you've ever seen. So there are, um, gosh, there's Cummins Falls and... Oh, I forget the name of the other one, but um, they're huge. And with Cummins Falls, you can actually hike down to the river, hike up the river through the river and actually get into the falls. I mean, there's just so many cool things when you guys come and visit that I'm going to take you guys to see for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. We're all about it. We can't wait. Um, yeah, I know there's a, there's a lot of great things ahead for you, for you guys. And, and Jared's been there a long time and yeah, he does great work. If, if anyone is, is, uh, you know, looking for tattoo work, uh, he, he's definitely uh, among the best in the business. And, and I know, uh, that's a big yes. reason that, yeah, that he's, <laughs> he's gone back and forth for so long because of that. And uh, I think it's great. You guys are making the move out there. I, I know Nashville, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't think you're you're a big a big sports fan, Shay, but they they love their Tennessee Titans there. They love their Nashville Predators. I mean, the city turns upside down kind of when when those teams are doing well in football and hockey. Uh, so it's just so sweet, and I love hockey. So which which is the hockey team? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Nashville Predators. Ooh, okay. See yeah. that I can get into for sure, and <laughs> and of course baseball, but only when you're playing. <laughs> I like watching you. It's really fun. Yeah, Shay, Shay came. I was at Cal State Bakersfield, and, and Val was with me. And so Val and Shay came out to, to the game. And, and I told him, you know, it's like, don't come at the beginning. Go have some fun and stop by for a little bit. And Shay, Shay came out. She, she saw the game with Val. And they stayed for a few minutes and then left. And later on, she's like, you played a great game. And, and Shay, I had to educate you. I was like, hey, I didn't, I didn't play. I umpired. You're like, yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're a good baseball player. I'm like, no, I, I'm I umpire shit. <laughs> it's very different. <laughs> I was totally educated. I had no idea. I'm like, okay, I won't make that mistake again. <laughs> Whatever you did, you were awesome out there. <laughs> oh, okay. There we go. That's all I need to hear. Very. Thank you so much. Bottom of my heart. Yeah, uh, it, that was hilarious. But uh, <laughs> you know, I, that's what I told Val about anxiety and like being nervous on stage and everything. I said, listen. When you go out and do your job, even if you mess up a little bit, people are going to cheer so much for you guys. They always do. In my job, if I mess up a very little <laughs> bit, people want to take my head off. I mean, there's no, I can't win the crowd ever. And, and so we both uh, technically perform, right? Perform a job in front of people, but people are cheering for you guys. I, I, I never get those, those cheers and that's not why I do what I do, but uh, it's very different. We uh, we're fortunately the scapegoat a lot of times for crazy fans. 
you have the hardest job, right? As far as the, the entire game goes, because if you make a call that people don't agree with, they lose their shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. It's very true. So, uh, yeah, it's a tough business, but you know what? It's the type of pressure that that I definitely embrace uh, as well as my peers. But uh, anyway, I mean, you know, we, we definitely, that is something I would like to do in Nashville. If we get out there, I'd love to go to a, a, a hockey game. I think I, oh, I've heard nothing. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Their fans are incredible. Well, Shay, one question I had for you was in regards to being a member of a band, uh, being having bandmates. I, I've played sports before. I've had teammates. I, I've been a part of officiating crews and had crewmates. It, is having bandmates, I mean, what is it like? Is, is, it, is it similar to having teammates in, in the sense that you have this sense of accountability, that you need to work together, you're depending on other people? You kind of mentioned it being before kind of the, just in general, the band being like a – another relationship, but, but what are your comments on just the relationship you have with, with bandmates uh, when you're in the music industry? You know, and I don't want to paint this picture like it's all bad because it's really not. Um, it can be a lot of fun. It can be pretty epic actually. Um, you know, just like I said, you know, Valerie and I's friendship and relationship was just out of this world. I looked forward to seeing her every time she came down. You just develop this bond that no one can really break um, because there is a lot of, you have the same pressures, you have the same, you know, expectations of, of being there and doing what you have to do and putting, you know, everything that you've got your best foot forward. So you do develop a bond because of that. And it's a bond that's, that's, that's pretty tight. Like I'm still friends, you know, with people from Stella and the Stillcats. And, you know, I'm still friends with people from the Angry Brian's and particularly close with Valerie and Doug, um, the bass player. But yeah, there's tons of similarities there. Um, I saw that you've done like so many podcasts and that has to be from like a lot of your teammates and stuff because you guys have this bond, right? Yeah, you know, it's been an opportunity to do this podcast, to be able to reach out to a lot of people, uh, people that I know or have crossed paths with. A lot of them are people that uh, I speak to often, but I got to be honest, a lot of people are not people that I speak to very often. But at one point, they were in my life or again, I crossed paths with them. So it's been a great opportunity to catch up with so many different people. And, and you're right, it comes from uh, – some of the some of the relationships and friendships I've made over the years uh, is just you you can't you wouldn't trade them for the world and I think like look at you and Valerie I mean you guys were in a band a very short time and then you guys are incredible friends and I know you both wish you could see each other more often uh, so uh, you know I, I'm looking forward to the fact that you guys will be able to do that soon I know she's really excited about this this trip you guys are doing here in the future. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, it was, I think, just maybe over a year that we got to do the band thing together, a year to a year and a half. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but um, yeah, I'm having a, a going away vacay in a Joshua Tree, California. And I was like, okay, I'm not doing this without Valerie. So <laughs> she, well, I'm yeah. To see I totally understand that. I mean, that that's going to be a fun time. And, uh, you know, Shay, I, I thought at least I'd give you a, a minute or two to to talk with Miss Valerie. And she's actually standing right here next to me with the headphones. <gasps> Valerie, hey. hi. <laughs> How's it going? I am wonderful. And I cannot wait to see you. That's coming up real quick. Oh, my gosh. It's like a week and a half away. I, I'm so excited. Matt's rolling his eyes because of all the little accessories I'm buying because I know everyone's going to be all, everyone's going to get all dressed up. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we got to look fabulous and take lots and lots of pictures, of course. <laughs> Say that. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, start doing more sit-ups. <laughs> yeah, we, so yeah, it's going to be fun. You know, it's going to be, Matt, I don't know if you know this, but we I rented an Airbnb. Uh, if you guys have not rented an Airbnb before, it is amazing. We got this house 
with this pool. So, you know, it's going to be just me and my closest girlfriends and we are just going to have a blast. Oh my gosh. I'm still, I'm seriously excited about it. I can't wait. I can't wait for you guys to come down to Nashville. So, you know, (laughs) yeah, we're going to buy and I'm like, okay, we have to get enough rooms to have like an epic guest room because you know, my friends are going to want to come to Nashville. (laughs) Oh, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, girl, I will talk to you soon before I see you uh, in Joshua tree, but I'll let you get back to your interview. I love you. I love you too. I'm having so much fun at interviewing with your honey bunny. So (laughs) it's going to ruin his reputation that I called him that, by the way. (laughs) Do you understand all the grief I'm going to get now from my, my male, my male (laughs) listenership? They're going to be texting me. That's not what, okay. Let me clarify. That's not what Valerie calls him for sure. No, (laughs) no, no. She doesn't call me that. Generally, I would say ninety-five percent of the things she calls me are nice things. But uh, in general, <laughs> ninety-five still an A. Ninety-five still an A. So, oh man, well, yeah, I was glad you guys could catch up a little bit there. Yeah, for those who don't know, I mean, you, you got to see these two in person. They they are inseparable. It's like, oh geez, Shay and Val, uh, you know. So- so we are soul sisters soul friends like forever and ever and ever and that's just how it's gotta be (laughs) (laughs) i think it's i think it's great i i told her i tell her all the time you know why don't you get up there and and see shay it's it's a long way but it's not that far you know and so i'm really happy you guys get to do that uh, this coming up soon here in a week or two weeks maybe yep yeah i know it's you know, we've, we've been back and forth to see each other, but we definitely, even after this trip, I got to at least one more time come up and see Val and you because I had such a blast hanging out with you guys. I just adore you guys. <laughs> well, thank you. You, uh, you are full of energy. We love that. Uh, the time, yeah, you came down and hung out here for, for a few days. That was, that was just a blast. And, and I love it, Shay. I love the relationships and the friendships you make as we move forward in this life. And, you know, I was afraid at a time in my life to kind of branch out away from kind of where I grew up and everything. But it was some of the best decisions I made in, in branching out and going into new groups and meeting new people. Uh, because that's what life's all about, man, is, is making the different relationships and, and uh, you know, having a good time with, with people that maybe you didn't, and never thought you would. And you know what? I didn't think she'd, she'd find a really good friend in Bakersfield of all places. And that's no knock on your city, by the way, (laughs) but no, it's a, it's a crazy world sometimes. Absolutely. But you know what we got to do, even though everything's crazy right now, we just still have to do the things that make us happy because the sky is always going to be falling somewhere, apparently. <laughs> you, no, you, you are 100% on. I mean, I think that's a good outlook. I mean, it seems like there's outrage all the time uh, for everything these days. And, and I always say, I think my mom even said this. She was like, you know what? If you really want to find the negativity in something, uh, if you really dig deep enough, you can probably find it. But do you really want to do that much work? I mean, uh, things no. – think, yeah, it's like uh, the sky is uh, falling uh, one one day and then it's really falling the next. So you're right. We got to do what we can control and enjoy the things we can enjoy and spend the time with yes. people that we want to spend it with. Absolutely. And I have been, you know, coming to a place where I have had to tell myself, even though mayhem is happening and it, it is everywhere, that I cannot feel guilty about at least trying to be happy, trying to do things that feed my soul with positivity and beauty and love and light and laughter. You know, I've had to really get through the guilt of wanting to live a positive, good life because it's like, okay, if you're not concerned, you don't care. That is not true. So my message to everyone is, You can still care. You can still be concerned, but you do have to take care of numero uno. You got to just take care of yourself. Be happy because how we are in life, it is a reflection. Like it's like a stone being tossed into the water. It's it's just going to go on and on. Whatever mood, whatever vibration we give to someone, if it's happy, if it's positive, that's just going to keep on going. 
If it's negative, that's going to keep on going. So let's just be the light. Let's be the positivity and, and just, you know, gosh, dang, someone needs to do it. (laughs) No, that's, that's very well said. I mean, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I I, I could, I swear, I I swear I've heard that somewhere before, you know what I mean? (laughs) What a concept. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, that's, I like, I like that Shay. That's, that's very well said. And, and, and Shay, what, what if, uh, we talked about your music career and everything, but I also know that you've had some success recently uh, in, in re- as a realtor in, in real estate. And, and what has that been like? And when you move to Nashville, uh, are you going to have to kind of start all over? Do you have other plans? What's the real estate business been like for you? And what is it going to be like going forward for you? Oh, man, that's a good question. Um, real estate is good. Real estate is what you really want to make of it. As hard as you as much effort as you put in is what you're going to get out of it. You know, you don't have a boss every day telling you to get up and go to work and, you know, push yourself. So that's definitely something I'm always working on. But um, since the whole coronavirus thing happened, you know, I've had three, four real estate closings. So do I think I could do better? Absolutely. But like I said, you know, I had to dig myself out of this place and become positive and get back out there again. And and that's what I'm doing, you know, despite everything. And I think real estate's going to be huge for me in Nashville because it is one of the fastest growing cities in the United States. <laughs> well, and you know- I am ready to get there and take it on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, Val and I have talked many times about potentially uh, moving out of this state called California, Uh, even though I've been uh, born and raised here. There's a lot of places uh, I would not mind going. Uh, We've talked about, you know, northern Arizona, uh, maybe outside of Vegas somewhere. But, you know, maybe we'll explore Nashville a little bit uh, once you get settled in there. Who knows? Uh, But I'm glad. Yeah. (laughs) you're going to fall in love with Nashville, uh, Tennessee, just, just Tennessee. But I will have to say, she's been telling me about the Arizona thing. I'm obsessed with the desert. I love Arizona. One of the coolest (laughs) things I ever got to do was visit the saguaro uh, national forest, the saguaro cactus national forest. Mm -hmm. Epic. Oh my gosh. So I wouldn't be mad at you guys if you were there and, you know, we could swap housing, you know, you could fly to Nashville, Tennessee, we could fly to your place. We can, you know, house and vacation swap with each other. I'm, I'm down with that. <laughs> oh, Shay, I think, I think we just figured out life right now. Uh, <laughs> on to something, right? <laughs> we, we figured it all out. That is the best of both worlds. I am one hundred percent down for that. Okay, uh, we'll start. We'll start. Uh, start the wheels in motion here. We'll see. We'll see what can happen. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So we can trade places. Like, okay, so you, you let's say you guys fly out to Nashville one time. We'll spend you know a week there together, and then we fly into your you know Arizona place, and then then we fly to your Arizona place and spend a week there, and then you guys fly out to Nashville. <laughs> There's the opportunities are endless. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, it's fantastic. Oh uh, uh, yeah, who knows? I mean, let's yeah. I I I'm hopeful for the future that things. Uh, go in a good direction. Again, I don't know where where I'm going to end up, but I'm definitely exploring some uh, some new locations, some new living arrangements, just to change the scenery. I think it's it's time here soon. Uh, yeah, I, I I think what you're doing. Why is not? Oh, Why absolutely. We only live once, and you know, in this life, anyways. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's nothing's permanent. If you go a few years, like, eh, not sure if I like it here. You can always leave. So there's oh, <laughs> absolutely. You're right. Nothing's permanent. What a concept. Yeah, that, that's great. And, and you know, Shay, I, I, you know, I would love, yeah, we, we're going to definitely come out and hang out with you and Jared. I've met Jared a couple times. I, I think he's, he's like me in this sense that he's, he's a little more reserved. It seemed like more quiet. You and Val are just, uh, you, you guys come in a room and you're very outgoing, both of you. Uh, I can be eventually, but it takes time for me. So, I mean, is that is that accurate, or is kind of Jared more the quiet one? And we we definitely know you're you're the more outgoing type, or or does that kind of change in different uh, times? Well, as as he gets to know people, he gets a little bit more outspoken and a little bit more, you know. Um, I think it's funny when people say that he's quiet because I'm like, oh. 
Well, he's a Libra, so he's very balanced, you know? He's always super cool. He's the cool cat in the room. That's how I address him. He's the cool cat. Valerie and I, we walk through the door, we kick it in, and we are like, woohoo! And I'm not sorry. <laughs> Neither is she, I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, you're a wild woman, and, uh, and so is she, and the two of you together. Oh, my goodness. Watch out. Uh, <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> yes yes ma'am yes ma'am uh and you know and you know what else you, if you if you that's that's like not even without that's sober you guys are that way sober you you throw oh, yeah. a little, you throw a little whiskey in there and whiskey things really in the mix. Up. and we are swinging from the chandeliers and having a blast <laughs> <laughs> what, what are some of your favorite uh drinks Shay? are you whiskey girl through and through uh, do you mix, you mix up drinks? Do you, do you kind of like, like doing some whiskey tasting or what are kind of some of your uh, favorite cocktails and things to, uh, drink of the sure. alcoholic, uh, beverages? So there are two things that I love and they are two opposites. I love my whiskey and I drink it straight up or on the rocks and I love my champagne. So depends on the mood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, depends okay. on the mood. Okay, so I'll ask you this, since champagne doesn't come up too often. So champagne is a rather celebratory drink, right? Weddings or, or championships or whatever the case is. Uh, it's or days that end with a Y, Max. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Okay, see, that's why you and Val get along. It's crazy. That is, yeah. that is why right there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, oh. It's not good to mix the two. Definitely not. But... Um, uh, love whiskey. I'm actually working for a company doing a little bit of their, um, their, uh, their promotions and stuff on, uh, Instagram and Facebook. I do, I do, um, some short videos and stuff for their promotional videos and everything. It's called dead horse whiskey. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, I'm a fan of this dead horse whiskey and I'm going to actually start pushing it and promoting it more towards my own friends and family and stuff. I've just been pushing out uh, videos and promotional stuff for, uh, for dead horse whiskey and uh, the distribution company, which is heritage distribution, but keep an eye out for that. Uh, Go online, look up dead horse whiskey. They have a bunch of different flavors, which are amazing. And they also have um, a uh, hillbilly moonshine, which is pretty yummy as well. Wow. Shameless are... plug. Shameless plug. Yeah, I was going to say, go go right at it. If anyone's listening and wants, in, wants more information, I mean, uh, just check out yeah. your, yeah, check out your pages or, or whatever, you know, so that. Look it up online. It's, it's, it's deadhorsewhiskey.com and it's, you know, dead, dead, like, you know, rest in peace, dead, dead horse whiskey. It's, it's pretty good. And I wouldn't be uh, promoting it if I did not think it was a fine whiskey products <laughs> well said yeah that uh that's yeah, that's that's enough of a sell for me i mean if you <laughs> if you speak for it and you're somebody who, who drinks it without putting a bunch of sugar in your your alcohol then then uh yeah i definitely yep. uh <laughs> i respect your opinion for sure <laughs> thank you thank you maybe i'll bring you guys up a bottle when i come up hello hey, hey if if uh if something falls off a truck or whatever and you make it <laughs> whatever the case well uh you will you, I got <laughs> welcome you with open arms so okay so champagne is not just for celebration it's for it it's for any day of the week okay that's okay. interesting <laughs> Well, speaking of champagne and celebration, one one uh, kind of final question as we kind of wrap it up here. But well, okay, champagne celebration. Uh, you talked about being engaged to Jared. I mean, what are the future wedding plans? Are you guys thinking uh, Tennessee? You thinking California? Somewhere else? What What are you guys kind of thinking right now? Good question. Well, we were planning a wedding, and as Valerie knows, and anyone else who knows me. Everything is a damn production with me. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, it's like, hello, my honey. Hello, my darling. And, you know, oh, the props and the, it just got out of control. And I went, Arr! pump the brakes because I wanted to elope in the beginning. Jared's like, I want to do a wedding. And I'm like, okay, 
let's do a wedding. And then my wedding, my little wedding turned into a huge wedding production. And I said, okay, can we just go back to eloping now? After he saw my production, you know, he's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, uh, I'm with you now. We can elope. I'm like, Yahoo. So <laughs> we are going to actually elope and go to Southeast Asia. We're going to go to Bali and Ubud and the Gili Islands. So it's going to be something very just out of the norm. You know, we love to travel. So, you know, I'm like, okay, if we don't have this big production of a wedding, then I want to have like a three week honeymoon and, and elope. So I think that that's definitely what we're going to do. We were going to do it in October, November of this year, but as you know, Corona put a hold on everyone's everything, including, you know, that's why we're kind of late on moving and stuff. So, you know, January, February, we're looking at, at eloping. So. Wow. Well, I I think that's a, Hey, you know, uh, cost effective and you can do more. It's all about you two guys. Anyway, you might as well enjoy, uh, enjoy as much as you can. And, and, you know, that sounds like a great, a great idea. I will say uh, whether it's a month later or many months later, whatever it is, when you guys get back, we'll have to get together and, and celebrate it uh, accordingly. Absolutely. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> We will, we will absolutely, yeah, we will, uh, that would be a great time. I'm very happy for you and Jared. Uh, moving to Nashville is, is man, that, not too many people can say that, or, you know, I'm sure there's right. plenty of, yeah, it, that's incredible. And as a, as a musician, you just have to appreciate the city of Nashville for what it is and how it is this, this, uh, this glorious city of music, right? Whether you're a country Music, honky-tonk type person, like you said, with Bakersfield, Nashville is is all about music and performing. And uh, I can't wait to get there and to hang out with you guys specifically. I think that would be a blast. Oh, this is happening, and I cannot wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shay, thank you so much for sitting down with me and having a conversation. I know you're a very busy girl. Uh, you got a lot of things going on here the next few weeks. Uh, Valerie is yeah. more than excited. <laughs> She's so excited about the – the weekend getaway with you and your friends. And, and I'm happy for both of you because you guys don't see each other enough. You need to do it more. Uh, and you know what? We will get out to Nashville and we'll get up even to Bakersfield maybe sometime with, with things settled down here. Uh, if you're not out in Nashville yet, but we'll make, we'll make something happen. I, I know we got I'm some. Gonna uh, I'm going to come out to you because you have the epic house and the epic bar <laughs> in your house. And a lot of Matt's friends who are listening, you know, you have been to the bar with the pool table and it's pretty epic and it's fun and I can't wait to go back. So screw Bakersfield. I'm coming out to you guys. <laughs> okay. Hey, you know, Hey, don't twist my arm. I, I like home games, you know, I, I, anytime uh, every, everyone's welcome, especially you Shay, you know that anytime. Uh, yeah, always, always. So we hope to see you real soon. Uh, let's make it happen. Thank you again for sitting down with me, talking about music and Nashville and and all your uh, upcoming uh, journeys and everything. I wish you and Jared nothing but the best, and uh, we better be seeing you uh, real soon. We'll have the champagne on ice for you. All right. Sounds good, and thank you. It was an absolute honor, and I will see you soon, my friend. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Shay Munoz, thank you for joining us. It was a lot of fun catching up with you. Like I said earlier, I really enjoy seeing you and Valerie, the friendship you guys have. I think it's incredible. You you guys are, are definitely uh, inseparable, and I'm very happy to hear that. Very happy for you and Jared in your, your move to Nashville here upcoming and, and also your upcoming wedding. So congrats to both of you. And Shay, thank you so much for joining us and, and talking music with us. It was a lot of fun. Well, that will wrap up today's episode. Guys, let me tell you about tomorrow's guest. I've been talking about it all week, really. Uh, Bill Lee will be on the program. He is a Marine. He's a major in the Marine Corps, been uh, in the Marine Corps for a long time. He's going to talk to us about a couple of his deployments. He's going to talk to us about being a football coach. He's going to talk to us about um, motivating young men to be better men, uh, whether it be in, in a, a church setting 
or just uh, you know working outdoors, whatever the case is, uh, Bill is a man's man and a guy that I, I am really excited about. It's a really long interview tomorrow, but but be sure to tune in if you need to listen to a little here, a little there, break it up. Uh, it, I could have talked with Bill for another hour. I mean, it was just a blast. Uh, so so be be sure to tune in tomorrow. Bill's going to take us home and around third for the weekend. Get us home safe, uh, if you will. I know he's excited about being on the Friday episode because uh, I told him, uh, yeah, I'm going to put you on Friday. He's like, oh, I get to take us home safe. I went, oh, man, you've been listening. So <laughs> looking forward to that. I, I really am. There's plenty of interviews. Today's was great with, with Shay, uh, of course, Bill Barnes on Wednesdays and, and all the guests this week. But but really looking forward to the interview with Major Bill Lee on Friday. Don't miss it. Uh, you know what? If you have to break it up, like I said, do what you got to do. But it's going to be a good one. Uh, guys, as always, you can follow the Get Home Safe podcast many ways. We have a Twitter handle that is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast. And our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. We love hearing from you and we love uh, the comments and the shares and the likes and all these different things we get on our social media platforms. So uh, thank you to all those who, who listen and, and for those who, who chime in to, uh, you know, just touch base with us and say hello or, or offer some uh, suggestions, whatever the case may be. We appreciate you guys being part of the show and uh, very hands-on, fan-friendly, if you will. Uh, Anchor is the official uh, operator of our uh, podcast. It helps us to, uh, dis, uh, excuse me, to uh, put our podcast out to various social media platforms. Anchor does a great job. They keep things very simple, and, and I'm very grateful that uh, a non-tech-savvy guy like me is able to do this podcast uh, through Anchor because they really do help you all every step of the way. If you're interested in starting a podcast, uh, 100%, that's the way to go is the Anchor app or the Anchor desktop, whatever you uh, whatever you need to do. They just make things very easy for you. I'm still, still learning as I go. I'm still working on different background music and editing and, and all these different things, but I, I really appreciate all you guys for bearing with us bearing with bearing with me through some of the uh the bad sounds if you will some of the weird recordings uh it's a work in progress and, and i'm doing my best so hopefully over time uh we can get better that's that's been the goal of this entire podcast so uh thanks to everyone for listening wherever you listen to our podcast i can't uh, thank you enough it's just so much fun to put it out there every single day monday to friday that is for uh, new episodes new recording new interviews uh, and just trying to to really make a great show. Uh, as I've mentioned earlier this week, you know I'm, I'm going to try to branch out a little bit, maybe be a little more vocal in the uh, the openings uh, before our interviews and such. And we're already working on guests for next week, so I'm excited about that. But first, uh, Bill Lee on Friday. Make sure to tune in. I can promise you, uh, you will you will enjoy that interview very much because I know that I did. It was it was an absolute honor to to talk with someone of the caliber of Bill Lee. Uh, once again, thank you, Shane Munoz. A blast uh, sitting with you and and getting a chance to to catch up. Just a, a great episode, great interview. Really appreciate uh, uh, you your friendship with Valerie Shea, but uh, really thank you for your time today. So, guys, that's kind of what's going on. That's what's up for tomorrow. One more show before we take a break, a, a break uh, and a breath for the weekend. Uh, so Bill Lee will get us around third and home safe for the weekend tomorrow. So be sure to tune in. But guys, whatever you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe. Thank you.